Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Co Show Seahawk Talk number 11. Today is Sunday, November 22nd. Just before the 10 a.m. slate starts, I uh, decided to get this in because, um, you know, probably didn't want to get it out too late. Got the Thursday night football game happening between the Seahawks and the Cardinals. And then today we'll also cover the other Seattle team versus Arizona team. <laughs> uh, UW versus Arizona, obviously. Another great game for the boys. So excited to talk about both of these. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, moving to seven and three, Arizona moving to six and four. That's, I mean, you know, we, we said it, it's everything but a must win. It, it's, it's just yeah. short of a absolute must win. And I would argue that it really was a must win. It's, it's funny how one game can affect a, everybody's feelings about a team. And I don't yeah. just mean us nutso fans, but also the media, everybody, yeah. your, your opponents, fans, you know, Arizona, um, has a miracle play, uh, you know, otherwise they would have come into the game at, at five and four, but they're, they're six and three atop the division coming in. And, and people are starting to talk about them as, as a potential contender. Um, and, you know, it, it's just funny how that one play can make such a big difference. Yeah. And then as far as fan, fans go, you know, we, after the previous game, Seahawks game, where everybody was like, oh, this team's not going anywhere. Yep. Like they're, you know, they got lucky early and now they're being figured out, you yep. know, on and on and on and on, you know, against the Rams. And and now we're all riding high. It, it's, you know, we are a little bit bipolar sometimes, I guess, as, Absolutely. as sports fans. But but you're right. I mean, this had they lost this game, you know, it doesn't matter if your fans doubt you. It doesn't matter how I feel or how you guys feel. But if a team starts to doubt itself, that's, that's when you really run into problems. And I think, you know, that's one of what, you know, what, however you might feel about Pete, I don't think you can deny that, that, they always keep playing, you know, yeah. they, they always believe in themselves. He really instills that in his teams. I think they find players that, that feel that way. Um, I think he keeps them believing, you know, no matter what's going on, no matter what the score is or what the standings are. Um, and I think this was another example of that. So it was, it was, uh, it was great to see them, them battle back and, um, you know, it was a relatively close game, but but it felt like they they really dominated the game. Yeah, you know, that's how I felt anyway, just watching it. Yeah, that's definitely that's how I felt too. I mean, when you start off with the touchdown drive, that that certainly helps. I feel like the last few weeks, in particular, I mean, this always kind of happens, but in particular, the last few weeks, we've started a little slow. Yeah, and it's felt, especially you know, the last couple, it's felt like, uh oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, but you know, start off with a touchdown to DK on, on drive one and then a three and out it's, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, you can't, you literally can't get better than that. So and it's funny. Cause you know, Russell Wilson gets sacked on the first play of the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh no. That was a here we go moment. Yeah. And it was. Luckily they pulled it together for that drive, but yeah. And it was a, you know, a great, a great route by, by DK on that mm -hmm. play. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of him in the game. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, that was, I mean, that, that was big. I think this defense is aided when it plays, uh, when the, when the team is ahead. So if they fall behind, I think the defense struggles a little bit more. So just if they can get an early lead, I think that's, that's really beneficial to them for sure. And, um, uh, speaking of DK, 
three for 46 and a touchdown on five targets. Now, at least on one of those catches, he potentially could have housed it. The If you look at the all-22 from mm-hmm. the back angle, the, the play where he just kind of turned up field too soon, turned his head on, I think it was a third down, and he, if you look, it, it it looked like it had the makings of that that same play he had. Okay. Uh, who's it against even? Uh, was it the Bills? I don't think. I think it was a game they won. Wasn't it was. It? it was a game they won. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember. It uh, was. Yeah. It was. Whatever. But uh, it, it looked like it had the makings of that same play where DK cuts across the field and and runs yeah. ninety degrees, cuts it back up for a touchdown. But he drops it, turns his head too soon. Yeah. So this is. A concern that we've expressed both on and off the podcast you know he needs to make sure he's securing the ball every time yeah before he can uh i guess really be considered a top five or a top three because i think he is i mean to not have him in that discussion currently is you're kidding yourself i mean if you just look look at the numbers watch the film yeah um there's you know another play where dk had a a little is it called like a jab step when it, it looked like he was gonna just kind of cut in for a slant but he just he cuts back bounces it back out to the outside and left patrick peterson in the dust um he did that a couple times yeah and so i mean overall he looked really good if he catches that one other pass maybe we're looking at four for 80 and two touchdowns well also the that he had a 41 yard completion called back yeah yeah due to a that. terrible holding penalty on, it, it on was phantom injured. completely yeah. phantom he i think sometimes if you get your hands outside the body the the ref sees that and assumes a hold but basically you know damian lewis kind of got blown up on the play and, yeah and it looked like the defensive lineman just tripped over tripped over him for the most the dead part. body that he just <laughs> yeah. yeah so i mean you can trash him for maybe not blocking better on that play but i i thought that was a terrible call i I think the nfl's done a better job this year of not calling stuff like Mm -hmm. that but that that was awful um so yeah if you i mean that one i definitely am willing to give to to dk i mean yeah that's 41 yards right there and suddenly his stat line looks pretty good if you want to have him catch the one that you mentioned, and then he had one hit his face mask in the end zone. I don't yeah. know how the hell that happens. He he tweeted and said, uh, "You you got to apologize to me for that fastball at Russ." <laughs> and um, I, I was like, "He's got to apologize to you. <laughs> you took away a touchdown from him." Right. Well, he was expecting the change up. And yeah. Came with a fastball right yeah, he down got, the middle. He got crossed up. He, yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's the one thing about him at times, you know. And he's still he's still a young player, and he's still he's learned a lot, you know. Um, so I I'm I, I'm not at all down on him. I I one thing I, I just gotta say, I think the Seahawks need to find a way to target him more. Um, I think he was open a few more times, and you know, I think part of it if if you keep him really engaged and give him just give him some stuff behind the line of scrimmage if that's what it takes but this guy is too much of a freak athletic he you know he ran the um the the fastest com combine time for anyone you know over 225 pounds um he's he's obviously physical like give you know you're clearly forgetting the cones you're <laughs> clearly felt, forgetting yeah, the cones yeah. he's not an elite athlete well, are there cones on the field? I'm pretty sure they 
take those off the field before maybe, the game starts. Maybe that's a strategy for some teams <laughs> is to just start tossing See cones if he trips on the over field. the cone. Yeah. The fans are like, if there were fans, they'll chuck Yeah, like in, in Buffalo, there. they chuck dildos on the field. <laughs> They're going to start chucking cones on yeah, when Seahawks are away. Have him yeah. melt down because of cones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I feel like they still. I think they're still learning what they have. Um, but I, I would like to see a little bit more creativity with him. Like if you watch DeAndre Hopkins, for example, he catches a bunch of stuff behind the line of scrimmage, and that's not the main part of his game. But get your best athlete the ball. Just put it in his can. hands. Yeah. yeah. You just put it in his hands. And I'm not talking about a – I hate – first of all, I don't even like wide receiver screens, but <laughs> I'm not talking about a lot of them, but to a game. Yeah. Like give him a couple couple yeah. chances a game with those. So what What is a wide receiver screen to DK going to do that a wide receiver screen to to – uh, Mr. Moore, David Moore, like what, like yeah. what, what, you know, what is David Moore going to do on a screen that DK can't? Well, he's no Travis Homer. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. I mean, just even if you're like, even if you're just going to run a screen, maybe replace a running back screen with Travis Homer and, and just give it to DK. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, absolutely. The, like, I, like, you know, I, I don't know what the concern is. It, you can't say it's like injuries or whatever. Cause I mean, he's on the football field. You just yeah. got to get him the ball. Um, otherwise, star players would never play because we're worried about them getting injured. But... Yeah, if you're a safety, are you more concerned about tackling Travis Homer or DK Metcalf? I'm not even concerned about – I'm not concerned about <laughs> tackling Travis Homer. So, I, yeah, that answers your question. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Um, so, anyway, I, but, um, you know, I think there are so many good things in this game, you know, main, mainly the defense. Um, Carlo – well, actually – I think the the story of the game was Carlos. Yeah. And Carlos. Yeah, both of the Carlos, <laughs> the Carlos boys, um, coming in and obviously you know Dunlap with the game winning sack, that really sticks out. But he also had he he had two of them, and then he also had uh, two tackles for a loss, and I think he had somewhere around four pressures. I don't know why they don't have that on ESPN, but um, he had somewhere around four pressures as well, which yeah. is that. He filled out the stat line like we haven't seen a Seahawks defensive lineman do since, like, Cliff Averill. So, it's, you know, it, fantastic. And then Carlos Hyde on the other end, uh, I just looked at his receiving stats. I was like, two for 16? <laughs> no, he had 14 carries, 79 yards, and a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, just, you know, got the running game involved again. I'm a, I'm, I'm more of an analytics guy than you. I'm more of a let Russ cook, pass on early downs guy than you. But I definitely agreed that if we have DJ Dallas and Travis Homer out there, it completely takes away the element of, Oh, they might run the ball here. We need to watch right. out. Like we need to, we need to be sure we're ready to tackle these guys. And I mean, especially when we get Chris Carson back, you know, you'll see that. Hopefully you'll see that, uh, switch around even more to where teams are actually having to focus a little on the run, even just that tiny little bit where they have to focus on the run opens it up so much for us. You know, if the, the biggest thing about offense is you just can't be predictable. Yeah. So I feel like the Seahawks last year were too predictable on first and, and sometimes second down. Um, this year, the last few games, I think part of their issue is they've become too predictable. Yeah. They're going to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't win if the other team has a good idea of what you're doing. It's really hard to win. Yeah, they can if they know what you're doing. They can almost always shut it down. Mm-hmm. You know that's why, 
you know, why wasn't DK drafted, you know, in the top five in the draft? It's because he looked like a one-trick pony to a lot of people. And any NFL defensive back, if they know you're running a one or, you know, or even a, a post route, mm-hmm. they any anybody that's in the NFL, anybody that's in the league, even on the practice squad can stop that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's why, you know, like in baseball, anybody who has a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, if that's all they have, guys will hit it out of the park. Yeah. But you got to have change-ups. You got to have – um, um, you got to have curveballs. You got to have multiple, you know, pitches, and that's what DK has now. But anyway, but you also have to have that with your offense. So you can't do the same thing on first down all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't be predictable. Um, so I, th- I think that's they did a good job of that this week. Obviously, they wanted to get back to using the running game, and and having Carlos Hyde back was, you know, I mean, he's just a different a different guy than, than the next two. I think they you know. Uh, Chris Carson is your best running back, you know, and there's, there is a difference between Carson and Hyde, but there's a much bigger difference drop off from Hyde to everybody else yeah, that they yeah. have. So, um, you know, he, he did a, a, a nice job and I thought the you know, the play calling was pretty good. Just kind of keeping them off balance and, you know, let, let Russ heat stuff up in the microwave, uh, gets it done. I mean, if he, what did he have? 197 yards passing. Yeah, 190, um, 23 for 28, 197, two touchdowns. And again, you know, DK had a couple drops. They got that call, play call. I mean, he he could have e- pretty easily been at nearly 300. You know. Yeah. Um. So I thought he had a, a just a really good game and kind of got back to himself. And he'll have some big games. You know, it's not going to be like this the whole season. Right. But just uh, you know, he did a a, a good job of uh. Of just you know, I don't want to say manage the game, but he didn't make mistakes, and that's what. In the three losses, he has three or more turnovers, and he yeah. had no turnovers yesterday. I think there's got to be yeah. I think there's got to be another term for game manager because being a game like being a game manager is just part of being a quarterback, right? So there's a difference between being a good game manager and being only a good game manager. Yeah. So like, I mean, Tom Brady could be, you know, you could say Tom Brady's like the best game manager of all time. But when you, so like saying the word game manager is almost like a quarterback slur. It is in a way. Yeah. So that means check downs and handoffs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Alex Smith defined as captain (laughs) check down game manager. Like that's who he is. So, you know, uh, being a game manager is part of being a quarterback and yeah, Russ did a great job, but I think, I don't know. I don't even know what it could be because well, you just um, don't want red zone turnovers. You don't want pick sixes. Yeah, or just you know, uh, you know just late decisions, late yeah. bad decisions. Just yeah. Um, really, I think a lot of it comes from just being relaxed and not panicky about having to make a play. And I wonder how much, how much of, how much of Russ kind of bouncing back here is the offensive attack being more balanced. And then how much of it is just him not feeling as much pressure? Like, how much pressure does Carlos Hyde take off his back? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think it's a combination of both. And, um, yeah, I mean, just having that decent run game there, not only does it keep the defense on their toes, it just gives Russ a break. I mean, because yeah. genuinely without him, we have to just hope that Russ cooks. Like, we just we kind of just have to. I mean, do you really want a balanced attack when you have Travis Homer and DJ Dallas no, back there? No, I, I don't. So that's the thing. Um, I mean, yeah, just having those guys back is huge, which makes me feel like 
Should we pay Chris Carson? Well, my, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind. Normally, I would say I wouldn't mind giving him a bit of a contract, but the dude doesn't play. Enough. Yeah, it actually hurts you worse to have like it's worse to have a great running back that is out for half the season every year. Especially it's worse when it's the postseason. Yeah, it's worse <laughs> to have that than to just know what you got. Yeah, and roll with a guy like Carlos Hyde throughout the season. Yeah, and like like you said, it's a bigger drop off between um between Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde. It's a it's a bigger drop off between not them but between Carlos Hyde and and the other two. So, you know, the theory is running backs don't matter unless you have the top of the top or the bottom of the bottom. Yeah. So maybe it's just get get a guy, you know. Carlos Hyde, at the end of the day, is a guy. I mean, he's a good running back. Yeah. He's but he's solid. just a, he's a guy. He's just he's in that middle tier. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess it's however way you look at it. You just can't you can't go into the playoffs with you know thirty three year old Marshawn Lynch and yeah and a seventh round pick in Travis rookie and Travis Homer Travis like Homer was our year. leading like he was our leading rusher yeah. in the playoffs yeah you you can't do that and a lot of this is I don't know I don't know why this keeps happening but the injuries the Seahawks have at running back now some of that is you know Chris Carson was injured in high school he was injured in college oh I didn't I didn't even know that um I. I guess I don't know too much about high school, but college, he was definitely interest, uh, injured. That's why he was a seventh-round pick. Right, okay. He didn't have a whole lot of stats. Um, and he's injured in the NFL. Like guys, Again, I, I've said this a few times, but guys usually don't stop getting injured. So maybe sucks. just don't draft guys that have an injury history. It sucks because you don't want to judge a guy based out of something that's out of your control. And yeah. you don't want to be like, Oh, uh, like you, you don't want a guy for me, at least I don't want to see guys not get paid because they keep getting injured. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're trying to, I mean, you're trying to put together a team that wins a Super Bowl. You need all of your big pieces to be there until you win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And with Chris Carson, if we sign him, he would be one of those big pieces. So, um, like I said, having him and then losing him is worse than never having him. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So now hopefully the silver lining here is I think they've been very careful about bringing him back. So, you know, if he could come back and be a hundred percent healthy and maybe he got his injuries out of the, out of the way early this year. Yeah. If, if he could um, come back at a hundred percent and, and stay healthy, that's a huge advantage a Absolutely. Huge boost for this offense. Absolutely. Yeah. To have him and Hyde together, and gosh, you're, you know, Penny sounds like he's a week or two away. Mm-hmm. Who knows what he'll be like? Um, but but to have that that stable, um, even if you can have two of those three, you know, for the rest of the year, that would be uh, that would be nice and take a lot of pressure off off of Russ and you know let him let him cook, you know. But but let's wait until we're we're hungry before, yeah. before we yeah. you know before he, he doesn't need to cook all the time. It's okay to you know have some cold cuts once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I guess moving to the to the other side, um, Kyler Murray. He, he when you look at the numbers, you know, twenty nine for forty two for two sixty nine and two touchdowns, no turnovers. That's that's a really good game. Yeah, and it looks like he outdueled Russ. But what what I really look at here is. Five rushes for 15 yards. That's yeah. nothing for him, and I do think it's because his shoulder was hurt. I, I didn't expect Russell 
Wilson to have almost triple the rushing yards yeah. that Kyler Murray had. And double the rushes. Yeah. Like, I think no doubt. there are a couple things. I mean, yeah, I don't know what's going on with his shoulder. Um, I mean, or how bad that is. He was playing in the game, though. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I never know when guys are really hurt when they're heroes for playing and when they're just being pussies. It's I, hard I don't to tell. Know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make a definitive, you know, uh, claim either way on that um but he was playing in the game he did run a few times um i don't think he had as many opportunities to run as he did in the previous game i feel like the first time around the seahawks well they didn't touch him he dropped back 50 times yeah and they literally didn't touch him Mm -hmm. they didn't touch they didn't get one hand on him yeah um, like the dude was safe from COVID from the Seahawks defense. <laughs> they could have all had it and he, and he would not have gotten it. That's oh how bad God. that was. But they were being, I think they had decided to play this scheme where, well, we're, we're afraid of running, of rushing him too hard. And then if he gets through that, he's going to destroy us. Yeah. But the last few weeks, um, teams have blitzed Murray more. And, and he's had trouble with that. You know, if okay. you look at Russ, if you rush Russ up the middle, that's always been the thing that kills him. Yeah. Um, and sometimes he makes miraculous plays out of those. But, but with Kyler, it's kind of the same thing. If you really attack. But, yeah, you're gonna, you might give up a big play once in a while. But what you can't have is him just getting killing you on third down with his legs every time. But they, they blitzed. They had more, you know, I think a, a wide array of blitzes. It wasn't as predictable as mm-hmm. it has been. They, they mixed up how they did it. And then on that last play, that was a three-man rush. And yeah. Dun- Dunlap just flat out beat his man yeah. one-on-one, which he seems to be the only guy we have that can do that. Um, but I just thought that the, the scheme was less predictable and – much more effective the way that they blitz this time around. And I don't know, was he injured? I don't know. I, that's not my problem to figure out. I mean, yeah, I mean, speculating injury is never really, I mean, yeah. it's not interesting. It's not, it's not worth, I know he was doing time. the, oh, 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 my arm hurts. He was doing that. So, so that, you know, depending on how serious or not this is, that is kind of a peek into, I guess, what, what character you're dealing with. You know, if it's not really that big of a deal, you kind of look at him and say, "Well, you're being a little bit of a pussy." But yeah, but it, may, maybe he needs surgery. That's the I don't thing. Know. That's the, so that's why we're not going <laughs> to speculate a ton. Yeah. But it seemed like whether it was bad or not, it messed with his at least his confidence a little, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, you look at these two stat lines and you 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 say, "Oh, Kyler Murray outdueled Russ." That's just not the case. I mean, that's that is why you can't just let stats dictate your opinions. Yeah. Because. They say numbers don't lie, but they can definitely be misleading. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and sometimes it's when you get those completions, too. Yeah. So, are they on third down? You know, what? how, how key are those completions? Uh, yeah, because if you watch that game, you say Russ outplayed Kyler 100%. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt Russ outplayed Kyler. But you look at the, you know, you look at the lines, and, and it tells a little bit of a different story. I mean, even... Russ took more sack yards than Kyler, even. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, QBR's worse. It just, so yeah. But um, if, if I had told you, you know, going into this game that, okay, we got DJ Reed, right? And we have um, Trey Flowers um, starting at, at the two cornerback spots and Hopkins 
DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is the best receiver in the league. I still put him ahead of DK a little bit. I do, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so if I told you DeAndre Hopkins was going to have five catches for 51 yards. I would not I would say you're looking at the wrong game. <laughs> I would say you're looking at the wrong stats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out, I mean, just shout out Trey Flowers. Like that's yeah we've been we've been shitting on him and DJ so Reed they both they both had yeah had him in coverage yeah. yeah I I specifically want to shout out Trey Flowers because we've been shitting on him yeah. so hard all season on the pod it's and it's not just like a podcast yeah. thing like we consistently shit on him off mic too oh yeah so um I walk down the street and I I yell at people fucking Trey Flowers and yeah. yeah I'm like the crazy yeah. guy in the neighborhood. So, yeah. you know, he's the last couple games has not been that bad. Uh, yeah. Still here and there, he'll he'll play off a guy so hard that it's like you never even had a chance to make any play. But, I mean, when, when you are half of the cornerbacks allowing five for 51 to DeAndre Hopkins, you just have to get props there. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's a fantastic yeah. game from them. And, um, I mean, do we even need Dunbar and Shaq? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I, I would say, you know, he played a solid game, which is what, I mean, hey, he's a backup corner, mm-hmm. really. I mean, I know they expected him to be a starter, but he's a backup corner. There's a reason they, they went out and, and hoped that Dunbar would, would be better yeah. than this. There's a reason they signed Dunbar. Mm-hmm. They see him as a backup. Um, you know, I've, I've said many times, you know, nobody covers the area five yards beyond the, the sticks better than Trey Flowers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and that I that's frustrating. But he's also he got beat deep once early in the season, mm-hmm. but he hasn't given up huge plays. He had a couple of this game that I didn't like. I mean, he got juked real, real bad one time. Um, he, you know, did, did his five yards beyond the sticks one time. He he had a few, but overall. It's hard to complain considering, you know, who he was going up against. Yeah. Um, DJ Reed is a real find. I mean, he didn't have a perfect game either, but but he's a guy that was basically cast off from the 49ers um, and, you know, hasn't played much this year because he started the year injured. And I think he's been very solid. He's, he's explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, he hits hard. I've seen some hard hits out of him. And he's Where's not, number he's, 29? It looks a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he does he does um i think that you know when you get um you know when you get uh, uh shaq griffin back that's definitely going to help i think he's still your best corner um and you know then then you figure out which one of those other three guys is going to be on the other side yeah. and, and you know maybe you mix that up a little bit depending on who you're playing um but yeah, very, just very encouraging um, from from really the whole deal. You know, one of the issues that that I think made a big difference that that you know maybe we downplayed a bit or fans have downplayed a bit is they finally had all of their I think all of their defensive line guys. Yeah. So you had you know Mayawa or whatever his name is. Yeah. Ninety five. You had Dun, you know, Dunlop's been here for a few weeks, so he's, you know, he's all in now. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, uh, Shaquem. Shaquem uh, Griffin. No, sorry, that's not who I'm thinking of. The guy out of USC. Um, damn it, what's his name? I'll have to find uh, him. He's not, he's not that great of a player, but, but he does add, add something to him. Uh, where the hell is he? He might not even be in the box score for Rasheem green. Oh, Rasheem green. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Rasheem green. 
You had Alton Robinson, who's you know none of these guys, and you had L.J. Collier, Jaron Reed. L.J. Collier made a real big play. I don't remember actually what. So what was it? Um, yeah, a, f- a few things. So so anyway, the point being, you had the only guy that you really are missing now is the guy they drafted in the second round. Was it Daryl Taylor? Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, he posted a picture on Instagram. He looks like a running back. He's wow. so skinny. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Apparently he's practicing uh, now, but I. So they're gonna move him from defensive end to safety or something. Yeah, like uh, genuinely, he uh, looks. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but. so yeah, so they they finally have most of. I mean, they've been every week they've been missing a couple guys, right? Mm-hmm. So, just having. Now, again, none of those guys are great, but just having that rotation so you can make, you know run guys in and out and there's at least solid football players makes makes a big difference. Um, L.J. Collier's big play was he got held by our old friend Sweezy in yeah. the end zone for that safety. Yep, yeah. yep. And then he also he did have a sack early on, um, which was really cool to see. L.J. Collier's yeah. making an impact, so that's, that's kind of dope. Yeah, at least at, at this point – you know, I, I still think it was a very strange draft pick in the yeah. first round. But if he could just be, you know, help in the rotation and contribute, at least let's get – hopefully we're, it looks like we're getting something out yeah. of him. Yeah, Which, honestly, I didn't anticipate that was going to happen. I didn't think so at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we got what, – what else we got here? Uh, oh, I just want to mention – KJ Wright's play with Kyler Murray scrambling. Oh, he just yeah. swallowed him up. Uh, it, you know, it was, it looked like a little kid running with a football in a backyard, and his dad just like, you know, just like oh, just pretending with him, and then yeah. just going and tackling yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was pretty great. I just wanted to mention that play. It was a really big play. Was it third down? Or I think it was. It was. I think it was third down, and it was a loss. It was a loss of like a few yards. And I just yeah I just want to throw that out there because that play was awesome and I'm gl- I I saw him in open space with Kyler Murray and I was like oh no yeah and then he just yeah just kept him there it was it was pretty great and uh, yeah like I said Dunlap great game um yeah I mean what else what else you got so yeah a few things first of all I was uh, my notes aren't the best I was drunk tweeting during the game <laughs> yeah. And- I've heard you know that always works out well for people when they drunk tweet. Yep. So I thought I would thought I would try that out. It was kind of it was kind of fun, um, but yeah, a, f- a few things in the game. So first of all, um, really shocked that Damian Lewis started at center. Yeah, you know, obviously um, uh, Posick is out, um, and then Kyle Fuller, who was their backup, uh, had a high ankle sprain, um, so he wasn't really able to go. He did finish the previous game, which you know, hats off to him for that. Mm-hmm. Just to just to you know take one for the team, but he yeah. wasn't able to get it going this week. So I thought it was going to be uh, Jamarco Jones. Yeah, that's who I heard it was going to be. But then pregame, you see Lewis snapping to rest, and you're like, what the hell? So you're taking a rookie who didn't play center at all in college, never. And and he's starting an NFL game yeah. when he's just learning how to play guard still in the NFL. Yeah. It was a little rocky early, um, but he you know he did pretty well. I mean he he accounted for himself pretty well in the game considering the circumstances. Um, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, he had um, you know he he's kind of had a bit of a penalty issue this year, 
And that continued, definitely. Yeah. He had quite a few flags. Yeah. yeah. One of them being bullshit, though. That yeah, took, it was. Taking back the 40-yard the reception. That was bullshit. And also, we mentioned the the flag for on Sweezy, the safety. Right. Um, Kyler Murray got grounding the play before that, intentional grounding. So that right. sent them back yeah, to, like, yeah, the yeah. one-yard line. And then Sweezy got that. So really right. it was, like, the Cardinals fully shot themselves in the foot. And yep. also, I'm still not sure if that holding should have been a safety. I, st- I don't know. I, I've heard, you know, so I think it's if the holding starts outside of the end zone, then then it should be outside the end zone, but it was pretty close, mm-hmm. and they can't review that. Yeah. So, um, so maybe not. I didn't get a great look at it, but um, hey, whatever. Yeah, I will <laughs> take it. It's over yeah, now. Yeah. Um, one of the, the negatives in the game is – I thought that penalty on Diggs was really big at the time. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was one of the dumber penalties. It's one of the, you know, the, the dumbest penalties are after the play. Yeah. As far as a, as a play during, you know, the, a penalty during a play. Mm-hmm. One of the dumbest ones I've seen in quite a while. Yeah. And if you missed it, it was a, it was a late hit type thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, it was similar to what he got ejected for and earlier in the season. I've seen a few of those where obviously, okay. So the ball's coming in. It's a very errant throw, um, you know, really bad throw by Murray over and, and behind uh, Hopkins. And and Diggs just takes a shot at him. Now, I've seen a few of those where, okay, maybe the DB didn't know where the ball was. And, and, and you know, you can I can forgive those. I mean, it's still a penalty. But in this case, the way the angle of the ball was coming in, he knew where the football was, and he just decided, yeah, ah, I'm going to take a shot at, at, at the best receiver in the game here, let him know I'm here. Part of me likes that mentality, but I just thought it was very, a very poor time to do that. It was just dumb. It, it was, was on third down. Yeah. They would have been off the field. And, I like that. Yeah. If I like that at the very beginning of the game on like first down when they're in their own territory. Yeah. yeah. Like know the situation, know yeah. where you're at, know, you know who you're dealing with too. Cause I, you know, if it wasn't Hopkins out there, you know, he's probably not taking that same shot at Larry Fitzgerald, I'm guessing. Right. But Hopkins, chances are he's going to get more of those flags. Uh, you know, I don't know how – I don't know how if refs necessarily give star receivers more penalties, but in general the NFL wants to protect their stars. Yep. DeAndre Hopkins literally just moved up to a 99 in Madden, <laughs> which genuinely makes him more valuable to the NFL. Yeah. When you're a 99 in Madden, oh, yeah. that makes you more valuable than yeah. the NFL. Yeah. So, um, I'm not surprised that he got flagged there. You know, and he should have. Yeah, it definitely. Done. It was just a stupid. It was a stupid play. Yeah. And then the other one that was interesting was uh, the uh, I think his name is Kirkpatrick, the DB yep. for Arizona. Dre, that, I think Dre Kirk, Kirkpatrick that, that got the penalty, and I I thought it was going to be called on DK because normally most of the time. It's the second guy, mm-hmm. the second guy's, you know, because somebody does something to you and then you you retaliate. The retaliation usually is more obvious and usually harder than yeah. the, the first act. And I thought they were going to get DK on that, but they, and that was another, I mean, that was huge. That was third down. Arizona would have been off, Arizona's D would have been off the field. So a couple of really stupid penalties. And that, did that lead to a touchdown, did that drive? Because I know the digs, I, so. I know the digs one did. Yeah, I, I know that. I think they both did. Yeah, so right. two two drives where the respective defenses would have got out of there, and yeah. and the just dumbass penalties from DBs 
keep it moving. And um, I mean, yeah, you know, you're thankful when you're on when it when you're on the good end of it. Um, Ty, by the way, that was the play that Tyler Lockett kind of got hit weird because it was third down, so he needed that first down. Stayed in bounds, got hit all awkward. Uh, oh, if you look yeah. at the if you look at the all twenty two, DK's about twenty yards down the field and just comes sprinting in the instant. And he doesn't come in and start beefing with Drake Kirkpatrick. He comes in and is like, "Are you okay?" okay. to Tyler. So it's just fun, like, just the set. The he like full sprinted in. Wow! Like that's how much he loves Tyler. Clearly, yeah. He like, it was like he was saving him from getting murdered. Like <laughs> even though the play was over, if he right. was hurt, sprinting in doesn't help anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that just that you know. Those are small things that you probably read too much into, but it gen- genuinely, you know, I mean, this team cares about each other. And yeah. DK is a player that, and you know, things change over time. You know, if, if he gets a huge contract and is, you know, on the cover of Madden, all these, you know, whatever, his, his attitude could change. But it shows who DK is as a person, which appears to be not a diva receiver. Right. Yet, yeah. at least. Yeah. So I just, and, I really love that. And there's a thing earlier in the season where Russ got hit late and DK was like all, fighting all dudes. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah, I, I, I like that. I think it, you know, it says a lot about him and then, you know, your teammates see that and, and they, and it makes them feel like, okay, this guy's got my back. Yeah. And, you know, it makes them a, a tighter knit group, which can't hurt. Um, a couple other things that I thought were interesting. So I think, Gosh, I hope I have this right. But the Seahawks fumbled. I think Carlos Hyde recovered it in Arizona. Challenged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horrible challenge. Terrible challenge. It was challenge. a Pete level challenge. Yeah. Um, you lose a timeout that they desperately needed on that last drive. And that was yeah, that was really late too. Where yeah. I mean, yeah, getting that fumble changes the game, but it wasn't even close. It, it yeah, wasn't I just close. It, I mean, there. There are times where I'm like, okay, the coach is challenging something close, hoping that maybe they get lucky mm-hmm. and they're desperate. It's like a Hail Mary. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate those, um, especially if it's close. But That's that if you're one down was, two scores or yeah, something. This one was so clear. Unnecessary, like, what too. What are you doing? You're down – I mean, yeah, you're down one score. You, yeah. And there's, there's not a ton of time left, but definitely enough. Yeah. But you're down one – you know, if you're down two scores with – Three and a half minutes left. Sure, just yeah. fuck it. I mean, let's yeah, you just might see. as well. Just maybe we'll get lucky. Let's just see. But when you when you only need one score to tie the game, and the clock's running down, and you know that you're gonna burn a timeout from throwing this flag, because if he's if he saw the the replay before he threw the flag, he would have known that this wasn't. It was yeah. a long shot. So to to know that you're just wasting a timeout essentially when you don't need to at all. Yeah. It is just so dumb. And I don't know if it's a young coach thing. I don't know. I think it's, yeah, ego young coach. But may he also may have gotten bad information from someone upstairs. That's the upstairs. thing, because I don't think that, like, the coaches that... aren't the ones that actually watch the replays. Yeah. It's the dudes upstairs, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they don't. And I would, I would, fi- like, if that guy, if, if somebody told me to challenge that, I would fire them. The yeah. Oh day. no. Yeah. He, he's done. That if that's your job, dude. Yeah. yeah. No, you're gone. And then the, the other things that I thought were interesting there late was, um, you know, I, I found it odd that they were, they were taking shots at the end zone instead of trying to get more first downs. Yeah. I mean, they took two shots and yeah, it made me nervous when the ball was in the air. Um, 
couple couple nice plays by the defense there. Um, those were a little bit scary. It seemed like they were like, yeah, last week we just hucked it at the end zone and it worked. <laughs> yeah. So let's just do it again. Yeah, and maybe I mean maybe they're thinking you know the Seahawks are going to cover the sticks, so let's try to go over the top. I I don't know, but it was weird to do it twice. Remember, Cliff Kingsbury's Texas Tech teams weren't good. No, and he didn't yeah. get anything out of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Not Patrick Mahomes was his quarterback, and he was not that good. Yeah. I never, I barely heard of the guy. I didn't hear about him draft. until, uh, yeah, I didn't hear. I never heard his name until draft scouting stuff yeah. came out. Yeah. I never heard his name. So, like, the thought that because Cl- Cliff Kingsbury fucking had lunch with Kyle Shanahan one time, <laughs> like, just the thought, and he's young, and yeah. now this, now the young yeah. coaches are all savants, all the, like, just because you're a young coach, you're right. a genius. Yeah. Like, j- like, I don't, I don't know. People need to get that out of their fucking heads. Like, just because you talk, just because you are loosely associated with a fantastic coach, yeah. just because you come, he doesn't even, I, I don't know what his, like, coaching tree is. I don't even think he, like, does he come from a legit coaching tree where you're I like, I don't even know. I, I think he just is kind of friends with Kyle Shanahan. I genuinely think that's what it is. He's a good looking guy and he has a cool house. He has a really cool house. Yeah. But, best, best house in the NFL draft. Yeah, for sure. He was year. flexing that shit. And and I mean that's what a young guy will do. But yeah. um so I don't I don't get this whole thing where like why or why was Cliff Kingsbury ever a genius? I, well, I was shocked that, that they signed him. Yeah. Like he was gonna be the USC offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator at call he was gonna yeah. down he was going to not move laterally. Yeah. He was going to move down. Yeah. He was going to become an offensive coordinator in college. So now you, oh yeah, sign him as a head coach in Eric. Like it just makes it makes no sense at all. So I don't, I just don't like. Why do people assume he's a good coach? I I don't know, and I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, they had the miracle play. If you take that away, they're five and five. And again, I yeah. I'm not somebody who likes to do this because if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. Yeah. And then the Seahawks game, they didn't lead until the final kick in overtime. Yeah. You know, they, they were behind that whole game. The so. Seahawks should have won that game. Yeah. They should be four and so, six. So they're basically two plays away from being four and six. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not real high on the Cardinals. Um, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't get the Kingsbury love either. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that, that pans out. Um, and Kyle, Kyler Murray, People can make excuses about getting injured, but yeah, guess what? Running quarterbacks are going to get injured. Yeah. Cam Newton had some great years. Now, then he got hurt a bunch. Now mm-hmm. he's not very good. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, I mean, see, even, we'll see with Lamar. Yeah. You know? Even with Russ in the early days. I mean, that's yeah. when he when he stopped running is when he had like two high ankle sprains in the same season. And he has run the ball different than any of these guys because he doesn't when he's running, let me qualify this. He gets hit hard sometimes when he's getting sacked like mm-hmm. anybody does. He almost never takes a, a real hit when he's running the football because mm-hmm. he gets out of bounds. He does his little, oh, I'm going to get an extra six inches by yep. <laughs> stretching it yeah. out. Um, or, or he slides. And sometimes you're like, dude, like get the first down. Don't slide early. But but that's the reason he's played every game yeah. for nine years. As long as, long as that first down isn't – like. It, you yeah. know, if it's fourth down in the yeah. in you know, two minutes left and we need a touchdown, yeah, he'll take do that it risk. Then. And that that's the thing he yeah. will. That's yeah. what I appreciate. But otherwise, but he doesn't get hit like these guys. So that's why he's been healthy for the most part. He is infinitely more valuable than the chance of getting that first down. Yeah, like so. Yeah. So it's you know, I, 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 it's good that he realizes that. And 
Um, yep. And I think I think him getting beat up is what caused that. I you know I think what was it 2017 or something where he had kind of he had like MVP numbers, but we didn't we weren't that good of a team. Right. And that season he had like two high ankle sprains at the same time yeah. and, and like a yeah. concussion and like a hurt wrist. It was just <laughs> it was nuts. And he just I think that's what changed him. And it'll be interesting to see if these other running quarterbacks will try to take that step eventually and if they just flat out can because, you know, I mean, it's not like Russ just decided, oh, I'm a run, oh, I'm a pass. Like, he, he has to be a talented passer, obviously. I mean, he's right. he's the most – arguably the most talented arm in the NFL. Um, you know, if, if not, it's right behind Patrick Mahomes. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, a guy like Lamar Jackson. Everyone's talked about, oh, if he gets injured, if he get like – I don't like doing that a ton because, like, guess what? He's not um, yeah, injured. Not yet. So we'll talk about it when he is, and when he continues to get injuries, then we can talk about him being injury prone. But will he? Will he make a switch like that? Like, will he try to become a passer? Because when we've seen him throw the ball 35, 30, 35 times in a game, that's when he's he's not good. Yeah, that's when yeah. he really struggles. Like early on in his career, last year, his MVP season. The first couple weeks, he weren't that great. They were throwing the ball like forty times a game, and then they completely switched it. Where, you know, Lamar said, "I'm not a, I'm not a running back. I'm a quarterback." And they were like, "Look, we know where you're still going to throw the ball twenty two times a game, right? But guess what? Your legs are why we drafted you. <laughs> so you're going to run, and um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm curious to see if these running quarterbacks are going to try to take that next step because I feel like Russ has carved out this path for like athletic quarterbacks of like, look, you can be a runner, but you still got to, if you want to last, you still got to have the arm talent and work hard as fuck to yeah on your arm, not just trying to be faster. Well, Russ's number one attribute as a quarterback. It's none of, it's not, it's none of these things. It's not, it's, he's got to, yeah, he can run. Yes. He has a strong arm. He's, mm-hmm. he's shown that his number one attribute um, in my well, it's brain. Yeah, you could say brain, but it's accuracy. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like he, when he throws an inaccurate ball, it's surprising, right? But if you watch some of these other guys, they they a couple few times a game, they they have some some pretty ugly passes. And, yeah, and, and Russ you can't doesn't have a whole lot of those. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things you can't really teach, too. So that's yeah. that's the tough part. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um. That was kind of a weird tangent about running quarterbacks, <laughs> but back to the game. Uh, it's weird. We never we don't usually go on random tangents. Yeah, on weird this, on this show. Um, just a couple plays I want to mention. Russ with a beautiful touchdown throw to Tyler Lockett in the corner. He had, I didn't see this live, but Tyler Lockett fist bumped the ref after. Yeah. <laughs> and then Myers did Conspiracy. miss. Yeah, Myers did miss the extra point. Yeah. Again, I like hasn't cost us. Yeah. But I'm I'm writing it down, motherfucker. Yeah, like it's a little it's, scary. It's scary. Yeah. Um, Quandre, despite that shitty penalty, he had a fantastic hit to knock the ball loose. Yeah. On, on a play, uh, I already mentioned the the KJ open field tackle. Um. Oh, and then on that drive with the dumb penalty by Diggs, Bobby also had a horse collar on that drive. Right. And that was another big thing. And yeah. that yeah, I did write it down. It did lead to a touchdown. Um. And yeah, I just wrote down here, killed by flags on both sides. And it, it kind of evened out. I mean, you could say it was worse for the Cardinals because they got safety and they kind of lost in the game. But 
Um, there were really big, just dumb mistakes made by both teams. There were dumb mistakes and there were bad calls yeah, on both yeah, sides. Exactly. Was, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't a pretty game in that, in uh, that regard. I just wrote yeah. Damian Lewis flags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes that's Thursday night football for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's just they're not always the best games. And some sometimes that's the Seahawks for you too. I mean that's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So yeah. um and then yeah, Dunlap obviously with the with the game winning sack, just huge. Yeah. He said after he said I could chase squirrels all day. So I just <laughs> thought that was funny. But um he just I don't know if it's because of the number forty three. He just looks fast. Yeah, like he he, yeah, he does. He just, I don't know. Put but that safety number on him and yeah. Know, running a fourth now yeah um i think you know one one thing that was concerning uh, on that last drive the the cardinals moved from their own 21 to the seahawks 37 way too easily we were again seeing that that prevent mode mm-hmm. where, and they were just getting i think uh i think flowers may have gotten beat on a short you know something that went from short to long yeah. on that um but it was again you know they didn't even face a third down until until they got down to the 37. Mm-hmm. So they've got to find a way. If you're going to play prevent, you have at least got to get a couple of incompletions here yeah. and there. Like it shouldn't be. And those se- the second downs that Arizona faced on that were all like second and fours, second mm-hmm. three. Like they they didn't have any adversity until until the very end there. And obviously mm-hmm. that was fantastic. But they've got to they've got to play things a little bit tighter. Um, especially when you have a seven point lead, if you have a seven point lead and you get beat for a touchdown, it's not the end of the world. So play a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Now, if it's a, if it's a, you know, a four point lead. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Like you, you gotta make sure you don't give it up, but yeah, I just didn't like how, how they move that ball. Um, you know, what is that? 60, whatever, however many yards that is. Um, or 43 yards i'm trying to do math on the yeah. fly not good for, like somehow yeah. on a game-winning drive where time is limited that is when i'm the most worried about yeah. the seahawks defense yeah. and it's like i've said it prevent defense prevent wins uh, you know yeah. trey flowers was built for this defense <laughs> he's the perfect yeah. player for this defense which tells you and, it's not good and again i get the okay let him let him have eight yard completions all day but you also you also want a couple of incompletions in there that at least kill five seconds. I think the only first down, first down, first down, first down. The only incompletions, like the only incompletion I can remember was like Kyler throwing it away. Yeah. That was genuinely, I I mean, just giving up everything. And and what really, really irks me about the prevent defense more than anything is they'll do this shit when they're down by, or when they're up by three. Right. And a field goal or, or three yeah. or less. They'll do this shit when a field goal yeah. is like, you can't give up anything. You can't give a field goal or a touchdown. Yeah. So why are we like, it, it's just, it's just, here's a free field goal, that defense. Yeah. That's what it is. Because, you know, once you start getting down to the, to the end zone, you don't have to worry about them going over the top as much. So playing prevent defense is more effective for not allowing touchdowns. But when a field goal kills you too, they do the same shit. Yeah. It, it's so frustrating, and I don't, I, I don't know if it's Pete or or Ken Norton making that call, but it needs to stop. It's a combination of of both of those guys, and it's also the players. You know, you <laughs> you don't want to be the guy on Twitter getting beat for a seventy yard touchdown. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to be on Sports Center. That'd be a good. You know. That'd be a good study, and it would be impossible because of just the way the game has changed, yeah. even in the last ten years. But 
how has social media impacted the way players play? Yeah. How, how, is yeah. there less – are there less risks taken? Well, I'll tell you one right now, a big one. And I think you might have mentioned this before me. I'm not sure. But, you know, so how many wide open dunks do you see in the NBA now where there's nobody oh, yeah. There's nobody under the basket? Yeah. So back in my day, <laughs> you know, you would go in there and try to hit the fucker mm-hmm. while he's dunking mm-hmm. and either send him to the line or – but, yeah, sometimes when you do that, you got there a little late, you get posterized. Mm-hmm. Guys now are like, ah, fuck it, he's gonna just dunk it anyway. Yeah. I'll just let, ah, just let him have it. Yeah. And I think, I think that comes from I don't want to be seen all over Twitter getting posterized. I, and, I, yeah, I believe that. Back in the day, it was only the top of the top dunks, probably only from star players, are the ones actually getting turned into posters. Yeah. Now, none of them are getting turned into posters, but way more people are seeing it still because yeah like you said it's all over twitter and high definition they know exactly who the fuck you are and it's funny now the only players getting dunked on are like elite shot blockers those are the only players that get dunked on now because they go for them yeah because everybody else is like yeah no one else let him him have it yeah like rudy gobert has probably gotten dunked on more than (laughs) like donovan mitchell yeah Uh, you know it's just because rudy gobert's in the paint and he actually goes for these blocks because he knows he can get the best of them. But what you don't see is a dude elevating on Rudy Gobert and him just kind of getting in his way, even if he doesn't block it, Make just him affecting, the affecting the shot. Mm-hmm. Like That's what you don't see on Twitter. But nope. in his head... It's not very exciting. In yeah. his head, he knows him preventing that two points is just as important as if the guy actually does dunk on him. That's still just two yeah. points. Hey, if guys didn't have egos and didn't care what they look like everybody would be shooting granny style free throws oh my god right? like that every it is, player it is proven <laughs> it's proven to work yeah. better it's yeah. proven that even even um the only reason that players don't shoot from down here at all like on the court like three pointers is because it'll get blocked yeah because it, it is the best it is the most yeah. efficient way to shoot a basketball is like uh was it Rick Barry? Yeah. Rick Barry yeah. is is how he shot free throws. That is the most efficient yeah. way to shoot a free throw. His son does it too. And you can't even convince fucking Shaq to do it, bro. No. You can't convince guys that are shooting forty percent. Yeah. No, I'd rather miss six out he, of ten free throws well, than he look silly. Look a little silly. Guess what? Later on in your career, when you're signing autographs, you'll probably have people coming with the with the picture of you down in between your legs oh, the, yeah. on the free throw line. You're just signing more autographs. <laughs> it's like there's nothing bad that can yeah, come from this. Your yeah. free throw percentage go, goes higher. Yeah. Anyway, people would make fun of you for like a half a season, and then they would just accept it. Especially yeah. in today's world. Yeah. You know, people would. There's yeah, so I, much I other know. shit to worry yeah. about. You know. Well, okay, uh, that was really a tangent. That, that we're we... talking about. We're talking about <laughs> Rick Barry now on a Seahawks <laughs> podcast. This is insane. Oh my gosh. This is nuts. I don't even know how the hell we got there. But, no, we're already um, 55 minutes in. I don't wow, even, we yeah. haven't even gotten to the Huskies yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, to, to kind of put a bow on this, I mean, like you said, must win game or at the very least really felt like it for the mentality of everyone. Um, so it was a big win. Um, I think that now, you know, who, whoever they're playing down the road, they got to be aware of both the run and the pass. And that's what you want. You want them to not know what you're coming with. So, uh, yeah, it was just a, what a, what a great feeling to, to come out ahead and, um, you know, I have a couple of Facebook friends on 
uh, you know that are that are Arizona fans. So yeah, <laughs> thanks thanks for keeping it warm for us, boys. We appreciate yep. it. Yep, mm. we'll take that back now. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um. Yeah. Seven and three. Feeling feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And then hopefully the Rams lose today. And when is that game? It might be happening right now. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be nice if they could they could help us out. And I, who are they playing? I'm trying to remember who they're playing. I have no clue. Um, There's a good chance that they'll lose that game, but I can't remember who it is. That's one of the nice things is the Seahawks, the Rams, um, um, and Arizona already played a lot of their weaker opponents, and the Seahawks have the, the NFC East most of it. Yeah, they got. Left. Yeah, I mean, and the Jets. Yeah, and the Jets. <laughs> so you know. By the way, uh, Monday night Rams Bucks. Oh Rams! Okay, there you go. Yeah. I think the Bucks are going to win that game. They're, I mean, they're they're giving them four and a half, which yeah. is which is a decent size. So yeah, yeah, um, good good shit. And I guess I guess let's move on over to uh, the other Arizona team that took an L, <laughs> being the Wildcats. Um, I only watched about a quarter and a half of this game, and yeah. then I, I had to dip out. So I. I will just kind of give my thoughts and then kind of let you take over. Yeah. Um, Dylan Morris looked uh, a little iffy at moments in the first quarter. You know, there's a couple throws he's a little off. Um, had to some receivers had to make some some good plays on balls to you know. And they um, did go three and out on the first drive. Yeah, they yeah. did go three and out on the first drive. Fifteen for twenty five, two thirty, two touchdowns. I, I don't know actually how much of that was when they were already up by like 24 or whatever, but, um, and then, you know, for, from the running standpoint, um, McGrew had like one or two impressive runs, but did not look good. I mean, looking here, 11 for 35 is not great. He was very hesitant, which was surprising. Yeah. He, I haven't really seen him do that. Before. Which for him, he just has to be running fast. Like that's how yeah. he's effective is if he is at full speed. So, um, and then Kate Otten, I'm a big fan. Uh, Puka only, I did not realize he only had one reception and it was that 65 yard touchdown. Um, that was dropped another pass. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that's another example of what I was talking about. You know, receivers having to make plays on the ball. He, he kind of went, he was running across the field and caught it behind him and like kind of did a reverse spin thing, ran it for 40 yards or whatever. So that was a fantastic play. Um, I saw some highlights after that I'll let you kind of talk about. For example, Richard Newton, that 54-yard yeah. cutter. Um, He's not there. It's supposed to be their speed guy, but yeah. he, he looked good there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then defensively, ZTF and – uh, hold on. Let me – I'll be able to pronounce his name if I just see it. Um, uh, Ulufosio. Ulo- Ulo- <laughs> Ulofosio. Ulofosio. Uh, yeah. yeah. Eddie, um, Eddie, Eddie and ZTF just looking fantastic. Go. I did not realize that the boy Kyler Gordon, um, I played basketball with him. If you, uh, if you didn't know, but he yeah. he led the team in tackles, which is kind of dope. So he had he had he was fantastic on special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where he had a few of those tackles. Um, he he made some real plays on special teams. He's a a real weapon there for sure. Dope. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, I mean, that's really all I saw. Honestly, I didn't I did not see a ton. Who, uh, Cam Davis, eight for 46. I, I don't think I saw any of that. Um, yeah. So I guess I just take, take the floor and I'll, I'll add in little comments, uh, where I can. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing also, is, hold on. Jacob yeah. Sermon uh, got in the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Um, I think the big, you know, some people were concerned that, that UW allowed, uh, 
how many points was the day? 27, which, yeah, I saw that after I was like, whoo, but here's the thing. I mean, you had guys getting their first game action. Normally that happens against, you know, Idaho, uh, Sacramento state. Yeah. You know, teams like that. Portland tech. So, you know, um, I, I didn't like that, but I'm not worried about it. I don't, I don't really care, but here's the bottom line. So after three quarters, the yardage totals were 392 for UW and 66 for Arizona. And that's, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that's when like all the starters were in mm-hmm. and we were trying. Where's was, the first three quarters? Yeah, it was 37 and nothing. Yeah. I mean, the game, the game is over. Yeah. Right. So, the totally dominant time of possession, 30, 39 to 14, 21 after three quarters. So they just they just completely dominated mm-hmm. every f- phase of the game. Um, the defensive line now they Arizona has a really good running back. He's yeah. comparable to the to the Oregon State running back from last week that mm-hmm. UW had trouble stopping. I thought they fit the run a lot better, stayed in their gaps a lot better, tackled better. Um, so they 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 took care of that running back. And I also heard about this quarterback was supposed to be really good. A lot of people said he should have started over the guy they had last year, who's the the running running quarterback who was at one time a Heisman candidate. I'm, I'm blanking on his name now. No idea. Um, For some reason, I have no. But clue. Uh, he had a, a bad year last year. After his first couple of years, he was brilliant, and then Kevin Sumlin tried to turn him into a you know a passer or something. Um, but anyway. To- total oh, Khalil Tate. Khalil I Tate. totally forgot yeah. about that guy. He was awful last year. He was, yeah. So this Ganell guy, you know, came in and played pretty well. Yeah. Um, Arizona looked pretty good against USC. Um, I don't think USC is very good, but USC is three and zero and and took it to Utah in Utah last night. So, you know, we'll we'll see on that. Yeah. Um, Kate Otten, good to see the good good to see the tight end. Yeah, getting a, getting a, a you know a, hitting the century mark. I have a crush on Kate Otten. Oh yeah, I have a big crush on Kate Otten. Yeah, um, he's 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 great. He's been good for a couple years. You know, he, yeah, he's a, just a good all around block. You know, he can block, uh-huh. he can catch. He's not not a speedster by any means, but um, but yeah, he he really makes a difference on the on the field. He'll he'll be suiting up on Sundays. Uh, oh, that's a yeah. guy. That's a guy that we'll see on Sunday. He's gonna have a really good NFL career mm-hmm. because because he's multi multi dimensional. Um, let's see. So, uh, you know, a few things that so they have a true freshman receiver named Jaden McMillan, who is a, one of their bigger recruits coming in. He was open deep many times. Two times Dylan Morris overshot him, and two times. You could argue that McMillan dropped the ball. Ooh. So hopefully they they figure that out. Yeah. That looks like it could be a deadly combination going forward. Um, I thought Dylan Morris played pretty darn well overall. Um, his again the deep shots. He's got to put a little bit more air under those. Maybe watch the Russell Wilson yeah. video or something. Yeah. But he he looks decisive. Um. He technically got sacked once, but really that was he ran away and ran out of bounds two yards shy of right. Okay, the line of sc- I mean, yeah. that's, yes, that is technically a sack. It is, but, but yeah. So that's his only sack in two games. He hasn't turned the ball over. Um, and then this, this they they aired it out a bit more this week. I mean, his numbers weren't huge, but they were. You know, there's some real promise there. Um, again, he, go ahead. He he does not look like a freshman. 
out there. No, like he, he looks, looks confident. He looks yeah. confident. He looks he looks like he know he's he's he belongs there. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. So he's he's pretty fearless out there. Mm-hmm. So that was that was great to see. Um, receivers, we still had some drops. Puka dropped one. McMillan dropped a couple. Uh, the other true freshman, uh, Roman Duze. Uh, I can't remember how to say his name. Either. I don't know. Adunze. I don't know. I, I learned these guys' names as the season goes. Yeah, yeah, That's how yeah, college football yeah. works for me. Yeah. Um, he dropped one. So again, they got it. They I don't know. Get them on the tennis ball machine or whatever yeah. you have to do. This is the second. It seems like every year. Well, last year guys were dropping the ball. It was different guys. So I don't know. Get somebody in there that can. If if a guy can't catch the ball, then give somebody. They have an other talented guys. Like you know, give some other guys a chance. If that's if that's how we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, a couple of players that jumped out to me were um, you know Trent McDuffie and and uh, Elijah Molden are just ridiculous yeah these guys look like nfl stars you know mcduffie mcduffie is an outside corner with with great speed um both of them can hit hard molden's mm-hmm. the slot guy that that covers but he's also very physical in the run game um these are i mean these are two of the best players in the country yeah. as far as i'm concerned. yeah no they're, i mean every fantastic. time every time i see them on my screen they're doing something yeah. good yeah. Or impressive, and McDuffie's only a sophomore. I did not yeah. realize that. Yeah, that's dope. So we probably only have him for one more year. Yeah. Um, but although with COVID, you never know. But. True. True. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to mention, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna knock on everything. I'm gonna knock on your head, whatever <laughs> I have to knock on right now. But um, the Seahawks are the last team in the NFL to not put someone on the COVID list. That's COVID actually crazy. List. That's yeah. crazy. The shit kind of started here. And, uh, yeah, isn't and, it? Yeah, yeah, that's the crazy thing. And maybe that's it. Maybe they get it more than some True. other places. And then the Huskies have had, had, you know, I think they had a couple guys that came in, you know, from home that tested with it. But since they've got going, they've, as far as I know, you never know Under, for sure. Yeah, true, true. But they they haven't had haven't had COVID issues. Yeah. And so this let's is, keep that going. This is Wazoo's first week with COVID too, right? Yeah, I mean they you know they weren't able to play. Yeah, yeah right. They had they yeah. had thirty eight guys that were just ah, just ah, yeah. I don't know. This yeah, is, I don't know. They're just not here. Whatever. Yeah, uh, nothing to see here. Could be a similar thing with you know I you I don't know. take it. Yeah, I would not hold any NFL team above saying they don't have covid when oh yeah do. any nfl team will, will do that so <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i i don't totally trust it but you know um i think they've i want i just want to give our our two seattle teams credit yeah for for managing that as as well as any teams in the country yeah um i don't think that's an easy task Obvi- so i mean obviously people. not obviously i mean it's very clearly not an easy you're task. dealing with 150 people when you include the players and all the staff yeah. like that's 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 hard mm-hmm. that's really hard to do and just think about the web of relationships oh, for yeah. 150 like for for our family of four yeah. i think about like the web of people that we are just in contact with through work and whatever yeah and it's like it's it's like scary when I start really thinking yeah, about yeah, yeah. potentially, and then the web of the people that you are on your web, and then the web of the oh, people that are on yeah, there. It's infinite. It, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, everyone's thought about this. This yeah. is how it, this happens. This is how a pandemic yeah. happens. Yeah. But just just to say that they and there's no there's no like there is no bubble. There's no there's no bubble. There's no real, especially in college. 
there's no like real restrictions like they're not really saying you have to do anything to these college athletes so the fact that they're being disciplined like this is it's incredible because i don't know i mean being a college kid i just you know uh like just looking at some of the guys from my high school it's like um you know there's like out of like 30 or 40 guys that I have on my Snapchat from high school, <laughs> like those, those people aren't being disciplined. Not all of them. I mean, maybe even not half of them. Yeah. So yeah. just the fact that all of these college kids and all of the staff and everyone has either been really responsible or really lucky. It, you gotta say something, you know, you gotta say something about it. Well, it's I great. know that, I know that Jimmy, um, in particular, his, he's talked about this. So when, when, when something comes up with a team, he basically, okay, guys, this is see these these idiots like yeah, he, you know he I, he didn't say that I shouldn't say that he, he you know here here's what can happen yeah. if if we don't make the right decisions and I also don't like to bang too hard on on teams that have an outbreak I'm it's, not it's you, hard like like it guys it, don't make fucking coog jokes about just don't make covid jokes like it sucks they didn't get to fucking play this week mm. they you know where there might not be an apple cup we'll see I, I'm not I'm not here to make covid jokes no. forget that uh, you know sometimes you can do pretty much everything right and one little slip you know leads to I mean, a bunch you of could, guys getting it you know so. I mean yeah you could just like go to the like you could go pick up some food go to the grocery like anything you know you could go use a public restroom you could yeah. there's so many different things that some could go wrong where even you know I certainly don't know exactly how many different ways you can get it yeah. i don't even think really scientists do yet i mean they're still Not figuring exactly, things yeah. out with the like the droplets and you know there's a i think it's called aerosols like there's different there's they're two different things and they masks affect them like there's so many yeah. layers to this so it's like you know it I, like any college kid isn't gonna really fully know you know or be able no one in this planet unless you work from home you can get food delivered to your house yeah. no one on this planet can completely you know keep yeah. themselves safe and especially like 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 we said you're with 150 people who knows if if these players i mean you can't just go out and assume that they're it's their fault you can't right yeah so i'm, I'm not gonna make judgments i also think it's hard i mean it's hard you know better than anyone it's hard when you're when you're young to you know not be able to, to do the fun yeah, things fucking that you're sucks. used to doing. It yeah, sucks. Yeah. So all the, you know, especially at UW or, you know, any college, I mean, these, these guys are, are all between eight, 18 and 22 years old, unless you're UW's, you know, quarter, uh, the, yeah. the Kevin Thompson, yeah. his grandpa, but yeah. you know, these, these are all young, young people. And I, I just know that, you know, that would have been really hard. So anyway, I just think they're doing a great job and I just, you know, I want to give them, give them for some sure. props for that. For sure. But yeah, anyway, you know, not a whole lot else to, to say. I, it was a, you know, Arizona's not very good, but UW did what they were supposed to do, which was, and more, in my opinion. I did not expect this to be a blowout. I didn't want to, you know, it was not a game I would have put money on. Yeah, spread was spread was 12. Yeah, and so I, didn't, it's a little I, tough. I didn't like a double-digit spread. No. I thought it would, you know, UW would run, just kind of run and play it play it close like they did with Oregon State, but they were just in every phase were dominant mm-hmm. in the first three quarters. Great yeah. to see. You know, now you hopefully have the Apple Cup coming up. We'll see. Yeah. Fine. Um and you know, we'll have some we'll have some fun with that if if you know, 
if we can. If we can. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I wonder if it might get pushed back a couple days just mm. to, um, to, you know, to give the quarantine numbers a, a chance. Part of the issue is, you know, we won't go too much into this, but Wazoo has some injuries. They had what is believed to be around eight opt-outs. Um, you know, they, they, they had some guys transfer out. They had, you know, I don't know, six or eight guys transfer out or, or, um, leave the team for very, you know, I have a new coach that's going to happen. And then there wasn't going to be a season. So some guys left and then, and then you have, you know, a few cases of COVID or, or guy or con contact tracing. So that put them below the number of 53 players. Yeah. And that sounds crazy because there are 85 scholarships yeah. that you can have. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of players down. Um, so I don't know how many of them are coming back by, you know, the game's supposed to be on Friday. I don't know how many are going to make it back by then, but yeah, we'll see. Um, come on, Cougs, put, pull your shit together. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't Coug it before the game even I starts. I swear, please. if we play this game and Cougs get another year of we didn't have our quarterback, oh, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Yeah, I'm going to lose whatever. my goddamn mind. <laughs> Um, I've been making excuses for my entire lifetime. So yeah, whatever. I even got a DM from a Coog fan that was like, "Here, uh, like, I can already smell the Coog Twitter excuses." <laughs> I was like, "Yep, yeah. yep." Um, yeah, I just hope they play the game. You know, I I'm to the point now where if there's a kickoff, I'm happy. Yeah, and I'm not like win or lose. I'm just happy there's a game, especially yeah. at the college level. How so. long do you think it it takes before? we're just fully back to not appreciating what we have and just being bitter sports fans. Sadly, not long. Yeah. Not long at all. Pretty much as soon as we're allowed to leave our house again. I think the minute, the, the minute somebody gets a vaccine, they're, they're all back to normal. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking about this. uh, We should get into this on the podcast, (laughs) but like we all wash our hands more and all that shit, which we should have been doing anyway. Oh uh-huh, yeah, because we're not animals. Uh-huh. Well, I guess we are animals, but you get the point. Right. Um, so I'm like, that'd be nice if we all just became a little bit more careful in that regard. But yeah. no, I don't think so. We'll, no, there's we'll no go, way. We'll go all the way back. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Especially yeah. by the time I'm an adult, it's yeah, like, yeah. well, I, I'm an adult, but like it'll I'm take fully an adult. A few months. Yeah. People will. It'll, People will forget. Yeah. yeah. What I okay. This is such a non, such an unrelated thing. Like I don't know why we're still talking <laughs> about this, but, um, like, do you think that kids that are growing up, like elementary schoolers, middle schoolers, right now, do you think there's it's going to be a generation of massive germaphobes and no one yeah. hangs out with each other? I think I think there will be a larger percentage of of popular of those people. Yeah. Okay. Because I know, like, in my age group, I know a few germaphobes. Like, you know, I know like a decent bit a friend a friend of mine that like before he opens a door he puts the sleeve over yeah. his hand and that sort of shit um but those are pretty far and few in between mm-hmm. um but i think the kids that are in the especially kids that are in like the i don't know eight to twelve range, that's that's what i'm saying like yeah yeah i think they're gonna they're, they're the ones that will probably be a little different you know for the rest of their lives because of this Ah, man, this is crazy. Crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. And we thought it was going to be a two-week thing because it takes two weeks to go away, uh, so it should only last yeah, two weeks, uh, right? Yeah, Why would yeah. we even think that? That's a dumbass thing to think. <sighs> well, I think we a lot of us had dumb thoughts. I'm yeah. like, 
you know, I know when people started getting it, I was like, look at look how many people die of the regular flu every mm-hmm. year. You know, yeah. like yeah, we all had idiot thoughts. Yeah. Like, whatever. I mean, I, I, don't go back to people's twitters in February and March and yeah. look at a lot of cold shit. takes. Yeah, a lot yeah. of freezing cold takes. Hey, we we most of us thought that or yeah. even said it out loud. So whatever. But yeah, I'm just glad. You know, I I just hope there's a game. Um, I'm to the, like I said, I'm to that point where I just. Whatever happens, I'm just I just want them to them mm-hmm. to play because mm-hmm. I just love love watching the game. So yeah, let, let's hope let's hope it happens. Um, hell, if it's Saturday or Sunday morning, fine, whatever. Just get I hope they get the game. And, oh, there's also talk. Sorry, no, you're good. Um, they might. There's I've heard rumors about them playing the other Cougars. So they, they oh Houston uh, BYU oh okay the other other Cougars <laughs> yeah there's BYU has an opening. So. Ooh, strength of schedule then, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would Because I think BYU is, is pretty overrated. They yeah. haven't played anybody. So I would love to see – I would love to knock them off too. That'd be so great. I would be thrilled to see that game as well. I don't know why. It's I swear it's not a Mormon thing. I <laughs> <laughs> All right, religion talk. Now. We've moved on from pandemic and now we're into no, religion. No, no, it's still football. I've, How I, do you feel about abortion? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, oh my god, uh, yeah. Okay, um, what about what about why do you hate the Mormons? <laughs> I feel like I've always hated BYU, and I don't really know yeah. why. I is I you know what it is? I think it's because of the Jake Locker game against BYU. Yeah, where, where he, he like threw the ball, threw in, the the ball in the air, and I, even though it was a dumb rule and the refs called it, I just hate BYU for that because it's like that's some Mormon shit. I hated know. that. You know, any any older UW fan would tell you that that UW should have won the national title in '84 when they beat Oklahoma number they beat number one Oklahoma in the in the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. BYU played a mediocre uh, Michigan team in the Holiday Bowl, but finished undefeated. Oh. UW had lost one close game to USC. Right. So one loss versus zero loss. Yeah. And, and people yeah. gave Lavelle Edwards his Lifetime Achievement Award. So Sorry, you're getting me into another rant here. Yeah, but, um, Lifetime Achievement So Awards. a lot of people hate BYU for that. Okay. Um, I guess it makes a little sense then. Some people hate it because they all their players are like 25 years old because they, you know, yeah. they went on yeah. mission. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch. And some people would say it's the religion. There's all kinds of reasons. Um, but yeah, UW has played BYU quite a bit over the years. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it's like it's not a rivalry, but I feel like there's I don't know. I feel like there's some bad blood there for some reason. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. I would take like if if we can't. I want the Apple Cup, but. It, I would love to know, hey, Cougs, tell us like by Monday if you can play or not. Yeah. If, if you can't play, then let's, let's get the other Cougs. Let's set some up. Give yeah. me any any Cougars. I'll yeah. take them, any of them. Yeah. Get a bunch Even, of 50-year-old women was, out there. I don't care. Damn it. I was just going to make that <laughs> fucking joke. God damn it. I was going to say even some hot moms. That's, uh, damn it. Okay. Oh, my God. We have really gone off the yeah, rails yeah. here. All right. We should probably end this shit. Um, you got anything else, though, uh, for the two games that we were supposed to talk about? Oh, so you don't want to talk about gun rights? Or- <laughs> <laughs> the wall? Let's talk about it. <laughs> you, how'd you feel about the presidency? Oh, you, yeah. No, oh, um, man. No, I, you know, hey, uh, great, great wins by both teams for different reasons. Um, really encouraging signs by both teams. And, uh, you know, the funny thing about sports, though, is we're riding high right now. Oh, yeah. Like, Philly, if Philly beats mm-hmm. Seattle, 
we're going to go right, you know, we're going to feel just as bad as we ever did. Just if you're listening to this right now, just go back and listen to last week's podcast and feel the energy. Oh yeah. It was so I like I when we started recording this, I even thought in my head like, wow, the energy is way up on this one. And I think it's because, <sighs> maybe because the Seahawks won. Yeah. I don't know, but Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it's, you know, I guess it's fun to talk about good good things. Yeah, so. I, I mean if the, Gosh, if the Huskies lose the Apple Cup too, especially if it's a backup quarterback. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be, you know, the jumping dumps. off the bridge twice if these yeah. things happen. So, you know, it's funny, just funny how our attitudes can change, you know, from week to week. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a great, it was a great week. It's what was, makes us dumb sports Neanderthals. That's right. That's, we yep. are idiots. Yep. Yeah. See, athletic people hurt each other. Love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hope the team with the right colors wins. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. So. Other than that, I mean, obviously a great weekend for for us, for sports. If you made it this far, thank you. You're crazy. Uh, Don't know why you're listening still, but you are. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you. And then, yeah, uh, check out the ebook on Amazon Audio, or I mean, hardcover on Lulu.com. Subscribe. Just do it. Yeah. Um, What the hell's your problem? Seriously. uh, Life. At Mason Charles Co. At Aaron Co. Twenty Nine on Twitter. Also follow me on Facebook. Um, or friend him, whatever. I think I'm gonna have to drunk tweet. If there's an Apple Cup, I'm definitely gonna have to drunk tweet. Def- yeah, do it. I, yeah, yeah. I, your Twitter was on fire <laughs> uh, two days ago, so it was pretty great. Um, yeah. So, other than that, any last words? No. Go dogs. Go, go dogs. Go Hawks. Seahawks. Bring them back. Fuck Bring Howard Schultz. Fuck Howard Schultz. How did we not get into that this episode? We got into everything else, but no fuck Howard Schultz. I mean, we did right now. We're still rolling. Okay. So We're yeah. still going. Okay. Fuck well, Howard Schultz. Fuck him twice. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>